it is on three. So it should be like one, two, click, go. Exactly. Oh, okay. I thought it was like, okay, so it needs to be on the three. <laughs> That's why we say on three. Hmm, interesting. I'm not following. Back up. Bang, dang, dang, <laughs> bang, dang, dang, dang. <laughs> Are you into this being my new personal? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, audio clips from the new Star Wars movie. Bang, dang, ah! <laughs> Bang, dang, dang, dang. <laughs> that sounds about right. It is Star Wars Day, so let's really lean in and feel it. That would have been better than A New Hope. That movie was not very good. A New Hope? You mean the original one? I mean, not A New Hope. Fuck, fuck! This is how my week's been going. <laughs> tell, tell us about it. Tell the people. Ah! Well, look. <laughs> Newsflash, getting a job isn't easy. So guess who's filing for unemployment? The the darkness. Um, I'm going to assume it's not me because I feel rested, Jack. Bang, dang, dang, bang, dang, dang, dang. <laughs> it's most certainly, it's most certainly me. <laughs> How has the job hunt been? Tell the people. Uh, uh it's like kind of, it's like, it's like, what's it like? It's kind of like you don't have any friends mm-hmm. and you need someone to play tennis with. Mm-hmm. And some people like to hit the ball against the wall, right? And they play with themselves. Ha ha ha. Ha ha he Also, he, he. it's a little bit like mass. It, it's, it's like a little bit like, uh, like um, yeah, and you know. But with the job search, it's like instead of a wall... I just hit balls down this cave, mm. and I never get anything in return. Right. <laughs> so you're playing, no te- you're playing tennis with a void. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm, interesting. So you send you send out this job application. Did you send out the cover letter I sent you that just said, Dear job people, bang, dang, dang, bang, dang, dang, dang. <laughs> I might as well try it. I think I might have. Like, at this point, what do you have to lose? Just as much... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I might have just as much response if I do bang, dang, 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 dang. <laughs> bang, dang, dang, bang, dang, 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 bang, dang, 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 They're like, you're hired. My method right now is not, oh well, yeah, my method is not working, so I gotta figure something out. Is it so stressful or is it just whatever? It's whatever. I mean, I mean, no, I mean, it's definitely stressful. But also whatever. Every day I'm like, maybe, maybe today will be the day. And then, <laughs> it's never the day! Ain't it the truth, babe? Ain't it the truth? I think, yeah. I mean, I I apply for a lot of jobs. I think it, I think a lot of these places that I'm applying to have pretty exaggerated hiring cycles. Like mm-hmm. it takes forever to hone down candidates, and then like to call you, and then like that's true. Really got a call from a from someone that she submitted a portal application to two years later. So you're in the system. Yeah. So so right. fret not to quote. The bitch from the new Star Wars trailer. I see dark. I see light. There is violence. Is she applying to jobs? Bang, <laughs> bang, dang, bang, yeah, dang. There definitely is violence. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh boy. Anyway, this is episode. So that's my life. By so the way. now, yeah, seventy-eight. Yeah, right. Seventy-eight. The unemployment episode. The unemployment episode. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, my requiem with uh, the state of New York has not ended because I have to apply for New York State unemployment. Wait, what? Really? Why? You're not even there anymore. Because as soon as we, I know, but as soon as we moved out here, well, I, I haven't earned any money in California. Oh, I see. Aside from, like, what I got from Severance. So. I see. Yeah. So now you're still indebted to this state. Yeah. Well, no, they owe me. The state is indebted to me. Mm. Is that what you'd like to think, babe? I think no, we know who really actually, owns us. The man. No, they fucking owe me money because I've been paying to their shitty unemployment services the entire time that I was earning money in New York. So fuck you, pay me money, state of New York. State of New York. Really, Jack? Because guess what? You actually belong to the state of human York. And by human York, I mean slave life. The man owns us. Heard of it? Bang, dang, No, I think you owe me. Wait, me? I, I owe you? You specifically owe me. Yeah, as a New York State resident, you owe me some money. So if you, it would be great if you could call every one of your little buddies up 
start a pool going mm. and pay me. So now my tax money is going to support your lifestyle me. in California. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Exactly. Well, as somebody who has applied for one job and got exhausted after, Pathetic. I <laughs> For me, when I applied for jobs, it was like one cover letter I'd send in and be like, oh, God. And I'd like take a nap. <laughs> like, I wish I was exaggerating. I literally would be like, I really should apply for some jobs. Like, click, 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 attach, right? Like, Ooh, what time is it? Ooh, 1.30? Like, good night. Dang, 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 bang, dang, dang. And I'd be like, night. <laughs> I'd open my window, look to the left, look to the right, and go, good night. And then <laughs> go to sleep. <laughs> oh, so anyway. Ain't it the truth? Ain't it the way of things? Ain't it the truth? It is. It really is. You know, it really is. It's sort of just like lean in. Feel it, allow it, accept it, and then become bang dang. And then bang dang. Bang dang. Yeah, it all ends in bang dang. <laughs> That's for sure. It's all, yeah, exactly. We're, our dangs are getting banged daily. Um, yeah. America, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, we have some things we want to talk about today. Um, today is National Star Wars Celebration Day. Like, fucking run me over with a semi-truck. <laughs> Are you kidding by making this a holiday? Is it, is it really, like, going crazy with the with the Star Wars stuff on the internet? This is, Well, no, it's actually Star Wars Celebration Day. They, like, time, like they released oh, this poster and trailer oh, for God. Star Wars Celebration Day. Like, literally, I'm about fuck to Kylo me. Ren everyone in this country by being like, Get over these movies. Bang, dang, dang, bang, dang, dang, yeah. dang. Ugh. Do you think there's going to be a moment where people are like, like, you know how like, I don't know. I don't know if James Bond ever caught the fanfare that Star Wars did. No. But now they release a James Bond movie and I'm like, it's just a James, like it's the James Bond movie. Or is there always going to be this like nerdy fan excitement around it where you dress up and go to the movie and like. It's so highly anticipated, and everyone thinks it's, like, the greatest movie ever. It's a really good question. I don't know. I At this point, it feels like... It used to feel like Star Wars was humongous, and everyone saw it, and everyone knew what it was, and it was always going to make a lot of money, but, like, the people that were in hysterics were the, like, like, I am actually a Jedi, like, master, and not an actor, like... <laughs> and now it feels like everybody has the same level of, like, hysteria, even if they're not that person. Like, what? How did that happen? <laughs> like, I used to feel yeah. safe in this universe by being like, look, I don't give a shit about Star Wars, but, like, it's not, like, that cool to, like, Star Wars anyway. So, like, safe space. But now it's like, dude, I'm so excited for Star Wars. And, like, Megan over here who works at, like, an investment bank is like, girl, I'm excited for Star Wars. And, like, the old crotchety man who lives across the street is like, have you seen the new Star Wars trailer? It's like, who doesn't like Star mm. Wars? Like, I need, who, where do I go? Should I join, yeah. should I join ISIS? But over Star Wars? <laughs> Did you see the trailer? For the new ISIS video? <laughs> yeah, the new ISIS. <laughs> what if the next ISIS beheading video started with, like even they like star wars <laughs> wow that was really shrill did your levels go up <laughs> yeah um yeah. okay wait what was your question uh, okay uh, okay i yes we all hate star wars i really fucking hate star wars i don't but you know I mean, but did you see the new trailer? I did see the new trailer. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do a play-by-play of every scene. I'm going to describe it to you. So it goes bang, dang, dang, open, darkness. You think it's stars. It zooms out. It's like a rock or something. Um, not the country, yeah. like literally stone. Suddenly, <laughs> Daisy Riley or whatever that idiot's name is, hand hits a rock and she's like, <gasps> looking like she literally just did like anal for the first time. Absolutely uninterested. Oh then suddenly God. it's disgusting. Then suddenly it's like Lucas films. Like my least favorite thing always is the way that like the Lucas film LTD thing like emerges out of the yeah, darkness glitters. shimmering. Yeah, glitters in the darkness. Like bitch, not only have we known for the last 11 seconds that this is a Star Wars movie, but like 
Your company has done nothing but ruin my childhood and give me garbage I have to endure. How dare you be like, ooh, Lucas Films presents. Like, ah. Uh. And then, like, the next scene is, like, old, grizzly, like, um, what is it? Also, can I just say this Mark trick? Hamill. Mark Hamill, thank you. Mark Hamill just, like, it's the same exact beats from the other trailer. Like, quite literally, you could place them side by side, and it's, like, the same bullshit of, like, what do you see, like, Daisy Riley? And she's like, oh, I see darkness. I see light. Like, I see violence. I see this. And you just see her. There's one cool shot, which is, like, a helicopter shot of this, like, insane ass island which by the way like star wars used to have at least like really like amazing landscapes and places that seemed like unbelievable and like your imagination could only like like only a creative genius could come up with something this this beautiful this island that this entire trailer takes place in looks like someplace off like the fucking coast of thailand i'm like are you kidding it's like (laughs) this is not magical at all like literally i feel like i drove by this on like the bay bridge like it looks like that weird rock island when you're like crossing the richmond bridge like to your right like going into oakland i'm like uh i would like to say yeah it's true it does look like that i would like to say that i'm not impressed with the helicopter shots anymore because they probably used a drone for that Oh my god, absolutely true. They probably use like the parrot too or whatever. Like right. dang, dang, yeah. dang. Like a little drone with a camera. Like, I'm uninterested. Like, once I saw Planet Earth, I was like, basically Star Wars is boring to me now because like the planet I live on is <laughs> fucked up enough. Okay? The deep sea episode of Planet Earth, I was like, are you fucking kidding me like literally an animal with like 85 million teeth and like it opens its mouth and its tongue is like an a flashlight i was like what the fuck is that like these swooping shots are basically just like boring to me now but there is a cool shot where you see like daisy ridley or whatever like doing her lightsaber like battle or like she's doing lightsaber training far away on this rock and like you can't really like see much of her silhouette but you see the light moving it's like pretty pretty cool (laughs) and then the rest is the same bullshit we've seen like if i see one if i have one more cut to black and then like the next shot is like an x-wing like zooming by and then like cut to black next shot millennium falcon like Bitch, you've shown me all of this before. Like, I am uninterested then. I was uninterested then. I'm uninterested now. Obviously, we'll be there opening day, like, midnight showing. Like, 100%. Like, not gonna miss it. But, like, am I seriously gonna have to endure this bullshit for the rest of my life every year? Mm. Uh, well, first of all, you you have a lot of opinions about this shitty little trailer, and I love it. <laughs> I really do. I just, I was so you're annoyed. You're so, you're so pissed. I'm pissed. Like, I thought, I thought I was pissed, but you're way more pissed than me. It was frustrating to open my phone and it would be like, and it was just all Star Wars and I was like, bang, dang, dang. Like, my eyes literally, like, rolled into the back of my head and I entered darkness. Like, I mean, this is also, I will say, pretty late for a trailer. This movie comes out in December. It's like mid-April. What took so long? Uh, I thought it was going to come out in June, so now I'm even more upset. It's coming out on Christmas. Like, huh? Sort of. There's a Star Wars movie coming out every year. Do you know this? Do you know this That's game so plan? Yeah, yeah. Every year. Every yeah. other year is an episode, and every year in between is a standalone. Like, you're telling me that every year there's going to be like a bang, dang, Lucasfilms, LTD. <laughs> like, okay, turns off the TV, like goes to another theater one year later. Lucasfilms present. Like, at what point are we going to stop being bang, excited? Dang, bang, dang. And they always like dang, slightly dang. change it, like a little bit to like match the tone of the trailer. Sort of like, Shanta, Shanta, yeah. like Shanta, bang, dang, dang, dang. Right. Yeah, I'm like, wait, right. that's the same score. Like, I'm so... Or it'll be like a romantic one. Like, it'll be like a harp. Like, it's always a big I'm like, I hear it. I hear it. Like, nice try. Ugh. Yeah. I'm so over it. But you know who well, directed look. it? Yeah, Rian Johnson. Yeah, do you know who Rian Johnson Ryan is? Johnson. He, he did Looper... 
He did and Looper. And he directed a couple of Breaking Bads. Oh, oh he, did he really? Interesting. I didn't know that. He directed yeah, which Breaking Bad? He directed like one of the mo- one of the highest rated Breaking Bads ever. Ozymandias. Oh, wait, yes, he did a penultimate episode. That's like one of the best episodes of Breaking Bad. Actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't that felt aggressive? Um, but he's also dating Karina Longworth. Did you know that? Who? Karina Longworth, the host of the You Must Remember This podcast. Oh, fuck. Isn't that crazy? Oh, shit. Okay, rain it in. She, like, recorded, like, two seasons of that podcast while on location for this movie. Cause she, while like, getting went with banged. It. While getting banged, dang, 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 <laughs> on all fours, for sure. Um, that's why if you listen closely, she's like, you must rem- ah, remember this. <laughs> if you really turn up the volume. Oh, uh, yeah. I That's mean, a good podcast. So, I haven't I, I haven't listened to one in a long time, but yeah. Ooh, wait, wait, you, anyway, you should go. listen. They have a whole season. Every list, listeners, you need to get into the, the You Must Remember This podcast if you haven't already been on it. We've talked about it on this podcast before. Charles Manson's Hollywood is incredible, long-form storytelling. I love that season. There's a great six-part Joan Crawford series called Six Degrees of Joan Crawford. And there's a whole series about dead blondes that I'm, like, eating up like an absolute animal. Um... Would you say it's very bang dang? Yeah, I would say the minute I turn on, you must remember this is very like bang dang <laughs> dang bang dang dang. That's like a more slow noir version. You know what right. I want? I want um the next Star Wars movie to be placed in like the barrio and have it be like an accordion, like <laughs> like set in Spanish Harlem, starring Rob Thomas and Santana as. Han Solo and Chewbacca. I want like a okay. total like like I want to live in a man. Dang, 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 dang. Like they even sound the same. Those two songs. Should we do a mashup? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. That's West a good idea. West Side Bang Dang. Okay, so let's. What are some predictions we have for this Star Wars movie based on the thirty seconds of garbage we've seen? Let's have it on air I, now. I can't even. I I now I can only think of like. Mark Hamill, just everyone just going bang dang. I, I don't even know <laughs> what to think about. Like I can't take it seriously now. I've infiltrated your mind so that every scene in your head is them opening their mouths, going bang yeah. dang, bang bang dang yeah. dang dang. I think you've incepted me. I've one hundred percent incepted you. The top is spinning and it's just going bang dang 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 dang, dang as it spins. <laughs> um. Okay, we know the title is the Last Jedi, and we know Mark Hamill says the Jedi must like, end or something. Is he evil now? Yeah. Like, are we getting evil vibes? Probably. He's also training her. I think so. Yeah. No. Well, look, I think it's the end of an era. You just gotta say bye to these bitches. Jedi suck. They're inefficient. Everyone has guns. You don't need magical superpowers if everybody has a gun. Right. Uh, but he's probably evil, and I don't know, he's probably gonna wanna fucking, I don't know. Is that his daughter? Isn't that the prediction that that's his daughter? So, yeah, what do we think about that? Is that a little too on the nose, though? A little too much of a repetition of Empire Strikes Back? I mean, the last Star Wars movie was quite literally a beat-for-beat remake of A New Hope. (laughs) Right? Not Rogue One. I'm talking about the other one. So is this one going to be a thematic beat-for-beat moment of Empire Strikes Back? Which wouldn't be bad. I love Empire Strikes Back. If If I had to rank these movies that I don't give two shits less about um i would definitely put empire strikes back as like a top moment what if what if they turn it all oedipal and it ends up that they have sex and then they find out that they're father daughter oh my god what if the whole thing is a really erotic like um movie (laughs) told in real time about them on an island like them in love like literally having a gratuitous sex like it flashes forward. She's pregnant with like a slightly mentally challenged baby, and she's like, "What's happening? Why is the baby like this?" And he's like, "It's because our genes cross. I am your father." And she's like, "What? Bang, dang, dang, bang, dang, yeah. dang, dang." It's just a giant love letter to incest. <laughs> That's what the critics are calling it. Critics are calling yeah. Star Wars: The Last Jedi a love letter to incest. Finally, a movie that confronts our biggest desires. Manola Dargis, the New York Times. What if you watched The Last Jedi for two hours and then suddenly it went to black and the Lucasfilm logo came and it turned out it was just another trailer? Bang.
dang, 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 dang. Yeah. Oh, I could get down with that. I yeah, and they down. they call it the last they call it the last Jedi because they have a mentally challenged kid who can't be a Jedi. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I can't wait to pass on our uh, like. Oh, <laughs> never mind. One hundred percent, it just died with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that did not go as planned uh, i mean look i'm not not gonna see this movie i have honestly no choice i pretty much feel like the culture has a gun to my head i'm gonna see it probably with my family imax moment um mm. i don't know what to think i'm just trying to like guess things i think that i don't think luke is gonna be this little bitch's dad i just feel like that's a little too repetitive but also like i don't know but I also think he might be evil. Like, I think he might... But I, but you know what? I think... Okay, here's my real prediction. So, what I remember from the last Star Wars movie, which I saw once and was more than enough, was that Luke trained Kylo Ren, and then when Kylo Ren became an oh. evil little daddy, he, like, ran off to this, like, to Thailand or whatever to be with the, like... I... Right? Do you remember that? Like, do you remember that little, like, thing? I guess. I don't know. I, the, the, well, the plot to me, I was so pissed off the whole time I was watching it that... Did you hate it? Tell me why. Right. I think... Yeah, I fucking hated it. Because it didn't make any sense. It, it, there was, like... It, it felt like there were to- so many holes, and it was such a, like a, like you said, a beat-for-beat remake of A New Hope. It was kind of embarrassing. It was weird. It was both exactly what the fans wanted, and it was just delivering, um, but at the same time was just very, like, I don't even know. It was exactly what they wanted to the... Everyone, every Star Wars, mega Star Wars fan was such a fan of it, they were, like, almost blinded to the fact that it was, like, not a very good movie. Right. It's like, the the creativity of it was minimal, but the actual, like... The Fan, thing you the wanted. fanboy shit was heavy. Was heavy. It was totally heavy. I mean, I knew that Han Solo was going to die. I mean, like, just including these people is so, yeah. so bizarre. Um, and Harrison Ford is so weird. He's such a weirdo. Like, he's so grumpy and like, and yet he keeps revisiting all of these old roles he's played. Like, I don't buy his yeah. grumpiness. I think it's, like, totally fake. Yeah. I'm so over him being this, like, oh, well. cur- Hollywood curmudgeon. I'm like, you're a liar. He's not a curmudgeon. He's a nice guy. You think so? He's sweet. Okay, sounds like you've met him or something. Remember when he, like, flied a plane, oh, like, flew a plane into, like, a building or something? <laughs> like, recently? Like, couldn't... <laughs> he did that? Yeah, or something. Like, that he, like, couldn't land a plane, and he, like, ended up having to, like, land it on, like, a farm or something crazy, and everyone was like, okay... Bang, dang, wow. dang, bang, dang, dang, dang. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Star Wars The Last oh. Jedi. Our prediction is that everyone is going to just engage in some hardcore incest for two hours. Yeah, it's a love letter to incest. Finally. It's Finally. what the Star Wars universe has been missing. <laughs> We've all been waiting for. Well, okay. Yeah, well, so everyone catch that. The trailer is available now. Um, we also want to have a quick moment about another um, really fantastical piece of science fiction in which a female heroine um, leads a revolution and saves the day. We're talking, of course, about yep. <laughs> Kendall Jenner in the now brutally re- re- oh. rebuffed <laughs> Pepsi ad. Did you see the Did you see the Saturday Night Live skit about it? No, I didn't. Can you explain what happens? Oh, it? fuck. It's just like the, it's like the behind the scenes from the from the director of the of the commercial. Mm. <laughs> he like gets a call from his mom. He's like, "Hey, mom, no, I can't really talk right now. Yeah, I'm on the set of my own Pepsi commercial. Crazy!" And he's like, "Do so you only hear like one side of the conversation?" And he like explains it, and he's like, "Oh, oh, wait, okay. So you're saying it's a little tone deaf?" And then so he gets like passed around the phone, and you kind of like see on his face that he realizes, like, the commercial's not that great of an idea. As it's happening? It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and before, it's, like, right before they start to shoot. And he's, like, super excited about it. And then slowly but surely, like, he talks to enough people on the phone, and he's like, oh, okay, so this isn't a good idea. Wait, <laughs> who plays the producer? I want to see that. Uh, Beck Bennett. Oh, love that idiot. Um, yeah, yeah tone deaf is one word for it. I know this happened a week ago, but we didn't get a chance to really talk about it. And honestly, I'm still not over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, you're the, you're the show's ambassador for all things Kardashian slash Jenner. So I'm going to let you do the defending on this one. What was up? Who did she consult? 
Why didn't she realize that it was a bad idea? Is her career dead? Go. Okay, so it's almost as if um, this family is just a bunch of idiots who say yes to everything or something. Um, which huh. is, like, really just a crazy thought to wrap your head around. Um, there's literally no defense. This commercial was a nightmare. Like, Kendall wasn't even the worst part of it. What about, like, the like the Muslim girl, like, wearing, like, the hijab and who's, like, a photographer and, like, throws everything off of her desk and is like, <laughs> what will it take for me to be inspired? Like, looks out window at this, like, vague-ass protest. Like, what was the protest even about? The protest was just... It, <laughs> the protest signs were my favorite part. The signs were so it's good. It was, like, like, a heart. And then, like, peace. a... Yeah, like, yeah. like a yin-yang. I was like, a yin-yang. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, a yin-yang that kind of looks like the Pepsi logo. Right. The yin-yang does look like the Pepsi logo. You know what I want to see? I want to see the SNL girl who you shouldn't have started a conversation with at a party defend that commercial. I feel like she wrote it. She, like, she, uh, she that actress Cecily Strong plays Kendall in the in the. Oh, does she? Yeah. So good, so yeah. good. No, the protest yeah. of that commercial is the absolute best part. Just people walking around like, no way, definitely, yeah, <laughs> like, um, like. Like searching Wait, did you for see the, Did you watch the whole? Did you watch the whole like two and a half minute mini movie? So initially, I only saw the thirty seconds of it, which is funnier and crazier and more offensive. But the two minute one <laughs> is like more ridiculous because it like brings in like a black like viola player. I was like, what is yeah. going on? My favorite thing is like all these people abandon their craft to join this, like, block party <laughs> disguised as a protest. Yeah. And what about when the Muslim girl, like, sees Kendall Jenner and, like, takes a picture of, like, love of her, like, handing the Pepsi over and, like, the music stops and she's just like, whoa. Like, a room, like, takes, like, a deep <laughs> breath. I really can't deal. I really cannot deal. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me what? of the Mad Men finale. <laughs> what? Uh, uh- well, no, but the difference between this and the Mad Men finale was, uh, it's Coke, and Coke is just way better, so people don't get pissed. <laughs> or there is, I mean, Coke is definitely way better, and Coke would also, like, never really pull this type of stunt. I don't know, the thing about Pepsi is, like, they always have such, like, elaborate things. They always are just doing such, like, right. big campaigns and, like, getting big stars, like, it's such a self-conscious product. I don't know. Coke is it so is. much more relaxed and, like, doesn't need to make any statement. And, of course, that has to do with, like, the insidiousness of Coke. I mean, there are parts of the country where you can get Coke easier than you can get water. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. Not the country. Sorry, the, the world, rather. But the country, for sure. Like, yeah. So, like, Coke doesn't have much to worry about in that regard. And so, because of their sort of, like, disgusting capitalistic control of every avenue of this earth their taste is allowed to be like way more like chill and they don't have to prove anything but but it is the same as that mad men finale where the idea is just like let's package this like cultural moment of change and revolution and use it as a pitch to sell sugar water it's like literally the same thing but the optics are different because people just didn't know back then you know what i mean they like really did. Yeah. But it made me think. Okay, here's the question I want to pose. Do you think that we are now what is this the reaction to this commercial was so interesting to me because it really highlighted that people just have this like natural skepticism, this real, you know, obviously people nowadays are obsessed with like authenticity and something genuine and are also just like sort of skeptical of capitalism at least when it's that in your face. I I reject that people are like really being critical of capitalism in, like, an actual intellectual way and more just sort of, like, don't sell me something that obviously. But, like, do you think that this signals sort of, like, a shift in the way that people will accept things being sold to them? Like, that Coke commercial is, like, very famous and was, like, very beloved. And that song was, like, that I like to buy the world a Coke song was, like, the jingle was on the radio. It was, like, a very popular thing. And then this, just, like, some 50 years, 40 yeah, years later. Well, look. This, this, the, I feel like the Coke one, you could still do that today and people wouldn't get necessarily so pissed. Like do that Pepsi exact same thing. In your, it was just so, it was just so obvious like, okay, there's been problems with police so we're going to have like Kendall Jenner 
who is a star, give a Pepsi to a policeman, and then everything's going to be okay. <laughs> but, like, Coke, it feels like you have to do less with Coke. And it's still, like, a great commercial. But Pepsi was just too nail on the head. It felt like the guy in charge of making the decision for Pepsi is some old dude who, like, reads the the New York Post. Right, right. And is like... It was like, kids, kids, kids are doing this. <laughs> yeah. The best so. part is Kendall just ripping off her wig and having her hair underneath. I was like, right. was, was that a wig? It looked like your hair was just dyed blonde, bitch. <laughs> like, pardon? Pardon? I don't so, know. I don't think, uh, I don't think it's going to change the way people consume stuff. They just had to, Pepsi, they were just dumb about it. They just weren't smart. What's the best version of that commercial? What's, like, the version that works? Um, the version that works. Like, is it darker? Like, oh, I think the version that works, they have to cut out the stuff with the police officer, I think. Definitely cut out that. They have to cut out the little, like, we have one of every race. They'll they'll never get rid of that. That's, like, the go-to power move. (laughs) That, that is so lame. It's so lame. If they had just kept it to... If they had just kept it to something about the protest, I feel like, if you know, like a p- protest, they're like marching, and then all of a sudden, like someone falls, and then uh, someone's there to pick them up, and they hand them a Pepsi after they pick them up. I think that would have been that's like, much better. Been like this is lame. Yeah, it wouldn't have been so like pissed off and hated. I agree. And in my dream commercial, you have more absurd bits of diversity. Like you would have a like one-legged lesbian like hobble over and like hand someone (laughs) hand someone a pepsi you would have someone with like who's like clearly deaf and trans um doing sign language and like laughing with the muslim photographer like i want to have someone be obviously trans (laughs) like maybe like maybe they're um holding their paperwork their trans paperwork like you know their sexual reassignment like medical papers and ask a friend to hold in their friend is shuffling through it and just, like, looks up and, like, winks while the other person does sign language. Like, thank you. (laughs) I think we need more diversity for these commercials to work. The idea that yours would piss people off less than the actual commercial is amazing. Um, I really don't think it would. I think the minute you have Kendall Jenner, um, pushing a cart with, um, a head in a jar, smiling, talking, um, is the moment we've really, like, reached, like, peak diversity. Like, you know what? Sometimes people in this world don't even have bodies. And that's okay. And it's just a floating head winking and smiling inside of a jar. <laughs> yeah. We'll still take your money. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just think that that's what we, that's what we definitely need. You know, okay, I'm going to be really annoying for one second and be absolutely ignorant and okay. say that in terms of, like, the everyone is accepted diversity moment that we're in, the only person that I absolutely reject, I am sorry, is that is that female supermodel with a beard. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, she has like some Oh, that she was in a she was in a she was in um wasn't she in like True Detective or something? She was? Was she? Hold on, how can I find her? Hold on. Supermodel with beard. I cannot believe I'm typing this and I really like um she's Indian I believe or what? she's definitely like um oh my god oh oh my god we know this isn't her oh who is it I know my, I know listeners are listening and like know who I'm talking about she has beautiful features but like has like this luscious luscious hair and like randomly has a beard like I know it's like a disease and uh-huh. like it's incredible that she is like you know, embrace this so powerfully it doesn't let her hold her down. But, like, why is this person, like, constantly in my face? Like, I'm just literally not following. I don't understand, like, what the deal is here. Are you talking about Conchita Worst? Is that the name? Hold on. How do you spell it? I'm literally doing this live. Oh, this is a drag queen. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is is getting (laughs) more and more offensive by the second. I mean, either way... (laughs) All I'm going to say Are is that... Are you talking about Harnam Kaur? No, I'm not. Though I do know who oh. that person is. That person's also, like, slightly, like, more plus size, too. Um, oh. No, they're oh. not as, like... She's not as as much in it. But anyway, I would, I would get this model who has a beard, who I honestly, like, just find, like, really annoying, to be in the Pepsi ad of, of my making as well, just so we can really, like, cover all of our bases. But overall, I'm just like, okay, like, that's, like, absolutely enough. 
Like, I've had it. Yeah. But yeah, this commercial is so yeah. sad. And I'm really kind of happy it happened to Kendall. Like, this family just has, like, no ability to say no. I mean, I just think it's funny because, like, as, like, a Kardashian apologist, like, one of the main things that everyone all, that I know, one of the main things that all of the defenders say is, like, you know what? Like, say what you want about them, but, like, it's good business. Like, they have business savvy. Like, the fact that they've been able to build this empire. And it's like, you know what? Their business strategy is literally just saying yes with, like, very little editing, <laughs> very little, like, thought about what the thing they're shilling is. So, like, if it's a quantity over quality thing, yeah, like, the Kardashians have a really great ability to just say yes to everything and, like, basically just, you know, flood the marketplace with their image. Like, they're not actually, like, yeah. good businessmen. Like, Beyonce is a good businessman. Like, she would never have said yes to this commercial. Ever. Ever. Mm. Like, mm. and the, mm. those are the two businesses to sort of, like, put side by side. Like, the Kardashians and, like, the Carter Knowleses. Like, there's a completely yeah. different sensibility. And it's not just because one is, like, smarter and the other. It's, like, one cares about what they're talking about and the other just sort of, like, doesn't think about it until after the fact. <laughs> Maybe now they'll be, like, mm. very careful. But... I don't know. This family is so funny because they're, like, so progressive in this weird way. Like, Kendall is, like, you know, like, you have this, you have so many, you have, like, mixed race kids, biracial marriages, like, a, um, a transgender father. Like, this family is, like, very 21st century and very, like, modern and progressive in that way. And yet, like, completely apolitical in every other sense. Well, <laughs> well Kardashian clan... You're just going to have to take the L on this one. A big, fat, nasty-ass little L on Daeshwan. Yeah. And for and yeah. I'm also thrilled because this just confirms my love of Coke. Yeah. I love Coke. Me too. I Coke. fucking love Coke. I love Coke. I love it yeah. so much. It is, like, my guiltiest pleasure. I hate Pepsi. I never drink Pepsi. Literally, like, a Pepsi establishment is an actual nightmare. I'll never forget when yeah. my friend Stephanie and I heard that our local Costco was changing from Coke to Pepsi. We literally screamed. We screamed. I, think that was every I know, but when it started, it started happening, and the only way we knew was that like our Costco had followed, had done it first. It's so bad. It's so. It makes me so upset. Pepsi sucks. Yeah. So big L on Pepsi. So, they suck. This one, <laughs> you tell you you say it and you tell because honestly, it's <laughs> yeah. The L of the, the the devil tongue of the week somehow goes to a company that Pepsi Pepsi like is so thankful that United Airlines. Yo, one hundred percent. Like one hundred. The Pepsi CEO is probably so hyped right now. One hundred. They woke him and were like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like. <laughs> That Pepsi CEO went to Ben and was like, God, I know it's been a while, but if there's anything you can do for me, I appreciate it. And woke up the next day and saw this poor Asian man being dragged off like, and he was like, thank you, God. Thank you. Like 100%. 100. So, yeah, that guy got dragged off the plane because he didn't volunteer to leave a flight going from Chicago to Louisville. He had patience, but he had to see. And United said, no, sir. No, you don't. No, you don't. I actually applaud United. And mm. as a newly minted Milo Yiannopoulos fill-in, I'm surprised that you haven't started applauding them either. Mm, I know. Honestly, I'm surprised I didn't hop over to JFK and start getting on 100 planes per minute. Like, go United! Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you this much. As a newly minted member of the alt-right, obviously I was loving United um, until literally right. four days later when someone got, like, pinched by a scorpion on United. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. It fell out of someone's luggage or something. Like, quite literally, pardon me. <laughs> like, are you actually kidding? Like, that is the funniest follow-up to a PR disaster ever to be like okay United we need to really like rein it in and be careful like um boss a bunch of scorpions are lo <laughs> loose right now on an airplane like ah! like smash cut to the plane to like a woman just like <laughs> like whimpering as like a scorpion crawls and starts pinching your nose like oh, God. 
Well, the ironic thing. Well, the 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 fucking CEO, like when in that when in that memo that got leaked to the press, basically said that like, good job, everything, everyone did what you were supposed to. Like absolutely so pardoned. Like, yeah, yeah. So he was like in the middle of like giving someone a pat on the back when they were like, oh, that email leaked and there's raining scorpions. So. Um, boss, the thing you just sent was accidentally yeah. sent to the press. And on top of that, a box full of scorpions just, <laughs> just got released. Yeah. You know that like literally two days later, like, um, boss, um, for some reason, a weird portal to hell opened up right above the Atlantic ocean and the, our United flight went into it and is currently in hell. Yeah. So I, I don't, yeah. I don't know what to do about like so brutal, so so. Can we also talk about the stock? You heard about this, right? Oh, it like pl- it like plunged, right? Plummeted, like literally plummeted. Oh shit! <laughs> it's down. Oh fuck! It's down. It's like sense. it went down four percent, and they lost something like seven hundred million dollars. Oh, like, since, huh? Since. Or I'm reading Five actually. Days ago. I just looked it up right now, really quick to double check the number. And someone says 1.4 billion. Fortune says United Airlines stock dropped 1.4 billion after the passenger removal controversy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm upset. Okay, so here, here's the thing though. Like this is the thing I'm talking about with Pepsi and with this. Like I feel like through social media for all the things that social media does that I hate and has like absolutely like, ruined the culture. One of the things is it is like given us an avenue to really confront capitalism in this incredible way. Like anytime there is something that a company does that offends us, or in this case, like literally hurts us, we actually for the first time feel not just empowered to do something about it, but can actually see in real time the effect of our outrage. And I think before, like capitalism was such a nebulous notion. It was just this sort of insidious thing that like, you know, you knew that you were participating in and like by virtue of the fact that you were buying and doing anything, you were just like foregoing any agency and just being like a cog in it. But I do take feel me. like, yeah, exactly. Like capitalism is fucked up. Like that'll be four ninety nine. So like, Oh, take my card. Can you swipe it? Like, it's just so, it's so insane. But now it just feels like not only are these companies having to completely reconfigure the way that they sell things to us, which of course in like the next 15 years will backfire because like, They're going to hire all these millennials that figure out, like, better ways to sell things more insidiously to us. So, of course, this isn't going to be, like, a long-term empowering thing. But for right now, I feel that we actually have this ability from, like, what happened with Uber when everyone, like, deleted their apps. Like, after that, like, um, after, like, the Muslim ban controversy that Uber sort of inadvertently participated in. Even though, like, the (laughs) issues with that sort of came up after and, like, that act of protest ended up being not as effective or as... um, as sort of like realistically as logical basically as people thought it was like we the the stock like tanks like the united stock is like tanking like pepsi is in the middle of like sort of a complete like an embarrassment you know and like these things just feel i just feel so empowered in the act of instilling shame and i think that that is sort of like actually a really that is like one of the things that i feel like in this era we're seeing people lack almost entirely like our president's like number one superpower is a lack of shame like the republicans like everything they do is this sort of like tunnel vision lack of shame like they can just be hypocritical beyond compare and just like there's no shame whatsoever and like we actually have this ability to instill shame into these companies and it feels really good it feels really good We've been trying to shame everybody. I mean, this, this is good that we're we're finally getting on with the shaming. Yeah, we finally figured thing. out a way to do it effectively. It's so nice. Yeah, it oh, is very nice. That video is so brutal. I will say that guy's face with the glasses hanging down is very like, uh, wow, they really man. The wrong guy. They re- <laughs> muscle. They really, 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 really did. It's really bizarre, and also yeah. like the the video has these weird sort of like awkward visual parallels with all these like videos of police brutality that I find to be just kind of like a weirdly uncomfortable <sighs> thing. Just yeah, there's something about like the shaky cell phone footage, like the violence of like the yeah. aggressive security officer, like the limp body. There's just this way in which these two images placed next to each other tell you like completely different stories about, you know, the country and like in like, you know, institutional problems, but they just on the level of optics are like weirdly similar. I don't know. Yeah. 
No, I agree. But so United, the devil tongue of the week. it's big devil tongue. Uh, that's me going so into the cockpit of every United flight, going uh, embarrassed yeah. yet. Uh. <laughs> like imagine okay, if you were flying a honest. plane and I slithered under your seat, like uh, didn't think I was on this <laughs> flight, did you? Uh. If you saw a flight for $200 cheaper and it was on United, would you book? 100%. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding? What does that have to do with anything? Yes. 100%. I would push people out of the way. I would literally be like, hell no. We won't go. Hell no. 150 round trip to Tahiti. I'd like smack yeah. Donna, the 40-year-old who came from Cincinnati next to me to protest in the face with my sign, grab her bag because she packed overnight, Taking her stuff, hopping on that motherfucking flight, and doing a quick week in Tahiti. Sweet. It is what right. it is. Yeah, I like that. But I would use the opportunity of that like nine-hour flight to slither my way to the cockpit, going, eh, "Bet you didn't think you'd see a snake like me on the plane." Eh. <laughs> or I would like wear a, like a stewardess outfit and I'd go in the cockpit, and they'd be like, "Sarah, can you get me water?" And I turn around and be like, "Eh." Sarah's off duty, Mike. Bet you didn't think you'd see a snake in the cockpit. Uh, <laughs> classic. <laughs> a classic resistance strategy. Yeah. I read it in a Black Panther manual. Always be a snake. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Uh, so a quick moment for our good friend. So we got some sad news and really unexpected news this week. The passing of relatively noted and I think highly appreciated comedian. Are you gonna say his name? Oh, Ed, I was, oh, I was oh, hoping oh, you Charlie would. Murphy. <laughs> <No>. Charlie. I thought <laughs> for a second I thought you were gonna say Don Rickles. Oh, he died like two weeks. We we need to do a quick Don Rickles moment. Okay, let's do it right now. We lost two big ones. <laughs> Yeah. Don Rickles dying Don Rickles was very was like, oh, he was still around. Interesting. But you know what? Don Rickles <laughs> Don Rickles dying is really sort of like one of the last of that old guard of comedians. Yeah. Like, isn't it? Like like totally. Rodney Dangerfield, Joan Rivers, um, Don yeah, Rickles. Johnny like, Carson. Johnny Carson. Yeah. Like they, that sort of like old Vegas kind of canon of comedians. Mm. Like, that's sort of a big totally. deal to like lose to lose them it's a whole sense it's huge it's a whole comedic sensibility that is now gone you know what i mean like no one is really doing that sense of that type of humor so it's just kind of like it goes to the wolves in that way but charlie murphy's death was so random he died of leukemia a battle with leukemia 53 um yeah and what's intense is he lost his yeah and he lost his wife a few years ago as well so that means his kids are like suddenly orphans like so gnarly well i hope his kids are old enough I mean, to like, I know adults. me too. I mean, I think 53 could go either way. They could be like in their late teens or in their like mid twenties. Like, I don't know when yeah. it could go, it could go either way, but it's really sad. It's so intense. Um, Charlie Murphy is of what course most famous for his Chappelle show skits where, um, yeah, he like tells, he's like the oral historian that tells the story that frames the Rick James and Prince impressions that mm, that Dave Chappelle yeah, right. is like loved for. So he sort of is like the architect of like two of the most famous Chappelle show skits. But um, yeah. yeah, it's really sad. I wonder if Dave, I haven't actually seen if Dave Chappelle's released a statement. I'm sure he has somewhere, but I didn't think to really look it up until right now. Yeah. Um, he, uh, his, his, just him talking about those episodes, those like stories, like him just telling the story without the, the, I remember it was like, someone was able to like, just get, get the audio and it was on the internet when we were in high school. Yeah. And that was like super entertaining. Just listening to him. Just tell it. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. Just like his storytelling was great. Yeah. He has really great delivery. He has this sort of like, almost like nothing phases him. Like his delivery is always just right. like, everything just comes across as like fact. Like he's literally just like, and then right. he just showed up with pancakes. Like it's just always so dry. Um, he yeah. is of course, Eddie Murphy's brother, which I guess we should mention. Right. Um, and they look really similar. They have really similar smiles. But yeah. No, they're, they're, yeah. So yeah. Charlie Murph. So he'll be missed. And uh, big shouts to him for a great career. Big shouts to Char Char Murmur. Um, mm. To his family. 
Wait. Yeah, I need to I need to read up on some comments from Eddie or from Dave. Like a moment. Yeah. Um so yeah, he is our good friend of the week. Good friend of the week. And he'll be missed. He'll be missed. Um Jack. What an em- what an emotional emotional moment. Um I really want our listeners to take a second and imagine me as a snake slithering down into Charlie's coffin and saying, eh, goodbye, sweet one. <laughs> and then I look up at the top could, of the yeah. coffin and I disappear. <laughs> right. If you could talk, talk to him about, tell him the new Star Wars trailers, Adam. I'm sure he'll, he'll want to know about that. Oh my God. Imagine me just like, eh, the opening theme looks like stars, <laughs> but it's actually a rock. Eh. Like, oh my God. <laughs> The image of me pretending to be a snake in a coffee with Charlie Murphy describing the new Star Wars trailer. Let's let that image guide everyone into the weekend. I will. Um, good it's guiding me. Yeah. <laughs> you have to live with that image for longer than the weekend. Nice try. Yeah. I'm texting you Monday morning like, don't forget. <laughs> like, absolutely an emotional terrorist. Um, that's how I would describe myself, an emotional terrorist. Well, good. Well, darn. <sighs> um, good luck, Jack, applying to unemployed. Right. Um, I gotta do that. I gotta finish that. You gotta finish that. You gotta do that. You gotta believe in that. Um, listeners, have a good weekend. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Believe and in yourself. Believe. Love yourself. And of course, be movie. Be movie? Be movie to all. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Run through the bed and scare up the milking cows. Run down the beach, kick.